0: Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Gigi Nordic. I'm Morten Re- Revik and I'm here as always with my friend and colleague Lars rotskil Henriksen.
1: Hello, Lars. Hi, Morten. Happy to be back and looking forward to doing another episode of our podcast. If you're new to this podcast, our goal is to support you in using Getting Things Done, getting the most out of the methodology, uh, perhaps providing some new aspects to you. So you can become an even better uh, GTDer, better at staying present with whatever you're doing at work or at home. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable, regardless of how experienced you are with GTD. And if you are new to GTD or want a refresher, we suggest to go back and listen through episodes one through six of this podcast.
0: Yes, and today, Lars, we have uh, listener questions. We have three questions from two listeners
1: that is correct we have picked out a couple of the questions that have been sent to us so first of all thank you for those of you who are sending your questions to us we really appreciate it and uh, love picking them up in in some of these uh, episodes we have uh, today from from two people one from michael in germany and uh, also from ingrid in australia so uh, we'll start a bit closer to where we are based we'll start with with michael from germany and he uh, sent us an email a while back where he said, um, I got a job promotion. Within my recent company, I will change from a staff position in the administration to the executive management next year. Therefore, my tasks and my field of action will change a lot. I surely will use the ideas of GTD to both organize my debriefing and the handover to my replacement as well as to gain an overview of the tasks and goals in my new position. Still, I would be very interested to hear from you guys how you would deal with the job change and using GTD to make that smooth and effective. That was from Michael in Germany. Um, What would you say to Michael's question, Morten?
0: Uh, first and foremost, congratulations. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, you need to step it up. Uh, I remember <laughs> when I started with GTD, I stumbled, on G, uh, I stumbled on GTD just as I started in a new job as a managing director for an IT consultancy here in Norway. And, uh, you know, when you are in a, a new job, this is, uh, and he has also the handover to, to consider. He really needs to mm-hmm. get his game together. So, so to to start with uh, what i would do if i was um, if i hadn't you know mapped out my horizons of focus i would at least map out my areas of responsibility for the old job and uh, the new job uh, if you don't know your uh, areas of responsibility clearly uh, out, mapped out in the new job i would talk to my my new boss there, and get get that sorted out so you actually know what you are measured on delivering on. Mm. And then uh, then I would uh, write them down, and um, I would use that as uh, the the foundation of creating projects for the handover and for getting into ease myself into the new the new job. What would you do? Um, Lars?
1: Yeah, when i got uh, when i saw michael's question i was you know thinking back to my former life as an it consultant as well and then just remembering how amazingly more efficient uh, these handovers can be when when you're a gtdr you know the the projects when you hand them over they really give the receiving person a clear picture of what you're working on so they know exactly what's going on. Next actions will tell them where to pick up Um, and I completely agree with you that um, especially you know looking into to higher horizons of focus especially the areas of focus and accountability having those established will really give them a big helping hand in, in both getting the overview of what you know what's in the role but also you know that they understand their role and they can you know open up their radar and know what to look for and, and catch these new things that should land on their plate going forward. So really really gaining an understanding of that uh, that new job. Um, and as you say, you know, especially as he will be transitioning to the executive management team, um, there will surely be some, some higher horizon things to to look into. Um, I'm appreciating this more and more um, these days, coaching more and more people in these higher horizons. And it's so much fun to mm. to really dig into those, see what you find in there, both getting a clear view of these areas of focus, but also, you know, really thinking through these things and really asking why <laughs> there's so many more things why are we doing this where do we want to be in one two year three to five years and why are we doing all this yeah. stuff why am i doing these things uh, how does this all connect together and, and match up and it's just so so interesting to yeah. to spend time on so so certainly would echo your recommendation in in investing the time to to look into more of this
0: yes and and just one, one another comment is that in his situation with the leaving one job and, and taking over a, a new role in a job is that you must make sure that this transition for all is the most um, smooth. Mm. And, and this is a really critical time. This is a really critical time for him to make sure he has captured all his projects. Mm. And that's why I mentioned the areas of responsibility. If you're not, if you don't have all your uh, projects mapped out uh, all the and, and have next actions on them. You can't feel good about the transition time, that's basically impossible because you will not have a clear head as of the reason because you don't have the overview and the control you need of the situation. So things will sneak into your brain again. Mm. So just make sure you map up all your projects, both uh, in the new job and, uh, and um, the, um, the transition out of the old job. That's mine. My...
1: Yeah. And especially that transition, I, I certainly remember that from a lot of you know uh, uh, yeah, IT consultant projects where I would be working with people that had maybe maybe stayed in the same company for 10, 15 years uh, and they would have uh, you know been promoted a number of times, but they would sort of still be hanging on to parts of the job that, that they had then left or parts of those positions that they had left. So really making it a clear cut and saying, I am no longer responsible for this um obviously he'll have some experience that the new person can maybe draw on because he's staying in the same company but but really being clear on handing over yeah. these areas of responsibility to someone else uh, because yeah. that can can be uh, difficult both for the for the receiving end because people will still be asking for hey we did this differently with michael how how are we now doing this uh, in another mm. way yeah. things like that so really really being aware of that mm. this is is also valuable i think yeah, I'm, I'm actually
0: coaching uh, a client now who's just transitioned into a new job and uh, he's in that squeeze where mm. the, the new person don't feel, you know, confident yet in his new yeah. role and is leaning on him all the time to get his pick his brain and, at some point that had to stop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, that if you, uh, it is, of course, okay to give a helping hand to someone of until course one feel more or less comfortable but at some t- point in time the new person must take responsibility and mm. and say you can say bye-bye to that old project called the old job so
1: mm. Mm, yeah and just also you know um the other thing i noted down was really to to you know really enjoy uh, taking on that new role when you have GTD because mm. it really is a, a pleasure to 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 take on a new role where you have the the tools uh, and ways to get that overview and get things set up. Um, I, I again did this a lot in my previous life as a consultant. So mm. got a new client, um, they would maybe give you a new uh, notebook and 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 off you go. Um, so yeah. setting up your system in whatever is available on that notebook, is slowly establish the lists you need. You know, mm. likely need new agenda lists for that role maybe, uh, and, and really move forward. Uh, yeah. Using it to work on the right things. Using it to effectively lead those meetings uh, that you will now be, be working with etc so it's really I, I, uh, I in, in some sense kind of kind of missed that because that really was a, a fun way to to you know uh, start somewhere new and, and, and picking up and, and really uh, outlining the perfect system for that role
0: yeah and another uh, final tip for me would be that when you when you are going into that new role and in the old, Job, leaving that old job, use the natural planning model mm. to to help the uh, y- your boss explain the new job to you. What's 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 the decided? And sorry, what's the purpose of this? What's the mm. you know what does wild success look at look like in this uh, in this uh, area of responsibility or, or in this particular project? I will help you uh, understand what is success look like in your boss, new boss's brain but you can also use this with your you know the old job handing it over to someone where you can um, use the, the same thinking to hand the project over in a beautiful manner so the, mm. the person who takes over your
1: role actually understand what's expected mm. yeah Great. So, I think we covered uh, uh, a few aspects and I hope, Michael, that we gave you some, some food for thought and that uh, it's been uh, a while since you sent it. So, I'm wondering whether you've already transitioned, but hopefully this was uh, helpful in, in making that transition. The other question or the other person who sent in questions was Ingrid from Australia And she wrote, firstly, thanks for your podcast. I learned something valuable from each episode and always find something new when I listen again to old episodes. I Also really enjoy the Nordic accents. We don't hear enough of them here in Australia. So I'm happy to hear that because I don't think we'll have much luck in changing those. So Mm -hmm. happy that you you appreciate them. Are Um, are you sure of this? uh, (laughs) She goes on to say, you mentioned recently that you are interested in presenting top tips. I have two systems, as I prefer a paper-based system at home to feel like I'm getting a break from the computer in my time off, but I'm using OneNote for my work commitments. I'd love to hear how to effectively use OneNote, but also how to effectively use a good paper-based system without constantly rewriting things. Uh, and in parentheses, she's noting all the Planner videos on YouTube involve constantly rewriting information. Thank goodness for checklists kind regards and stay safe in these uncertain times, Ingrid from Australia. How would you respond to Ingrid? Mon? Well, and if you start with the, the paper based systems
0: first, um, I'm st- still uh, avidly coaching people uh, who prefer paper based systems. Um, mm-hmm. And, and my my suggestion to you, Ingrid is that if you choose the paper based, it must be either because you love paper or because you don't like the d- digital tools because you could choose um, another d- digital tools you know that you that's not one note or to just divide it into um, a systematic way I'm sure Lars will touch upon this when we go to to one he's the expert of this here <laughs> uh, or the more expert than me uh, to make sure you don't see everything at the same time because that's that's preferably or a lot of people I talk to who want to have two different systems because they don't want to see their work related stuff mixed in with their personal um, stuff and um, and it is possible to, to arrange one not like this that you don't see your work related at all this, mm. is, this is possible but that said is that um, a lot of people who choose paper-based systems are choosing it because of the, the the constant rewriting because the constant rewriting makes you reflect upon every time you write something you get time to, you know, it takes maybe 10 seconds, 15, 20 seconds to write on something new and then you get to reflect upon this again. Is this really important to me? So reconsidering hmm. things. And I, I remember back in 2010, uh, I was attending David Allen's Making It All work seminar in in um, in London. And and I I've, I've sat at the same table as a CEO of a large, and I mean really large, European company uh, you've all heard of, um, who told me that he, and he was in his 30s, and he had a paper-based system. And I kind of like, because I was then totally digital head and and didn't understand the depths of GTD. And I asked him, why on earth would you use, you're a young (laughs) person, why you use a paper-based system? And he says, because I lead a company, I need to make sure that the the judgment calls I make are the best for the company. And I have to rethink everything uh, often when I use the paper-based system. And uh, the slowness of this thinking, the slowness, uh, slowness of paper, uh, helps me re- do that and make the best judgments calls for for what we concentrate on in, in the company and I kind of like that a lot and um, so there are if I don't I'm not sure for Ingrid, but there are of course uh, if you have an iPad or um, uh, it's possible to to um, to copy paste things that you' actually have written in a notebook in in um, in an iPad yeah. Uh there are you know note taking apps on iPads so if you like the the, the, the the feeling of writing with a pen that's possi- possibly a, um, an alternative
1: for for her what would you tell her uh, nurse well, uh, I, I can certainly recognize uh, what, what you're saying. And, and really, I, I can understand the wish to disconnect even more when you're not at work. So so paper can be a really good option for some. Um, but as you said already, there will be a lot of rewriting. And, and I think uh, exactly that angle of appreciating this, to, to actually like to rewrite, it, forcing you to to be even more aware, to be even more critical on what you put on your list. I think Embracing. that's actually me. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's actually a benefit for some people. So it will certainly be uh, some work to rewrite it, but uh, but on the other hand, maybe that's actually a, a good part of the work. Um, and like you said, you know, some people also do a hybrid version. Um, you can do the the iPad version. Uh, I also know some people that actually maintain these lists in in OneNote. They will print them in the beginning of the week. They will work from them. During their week, and when they have uh, their weekly review or at the end of the week, they will update the, the stuff that has happened back into their digital system in OneNote, and then repeat that starting next week. So, so what I've heard from them is is the ability to focus is much more easy when they only sit there with the list of uh, next actions at the computer, but they have that on paper. They will run through that. They will, you know, point their pen at whatever they want to uh, dive into, and then 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 um, yeah, work on that. And uh, I also heard that, you know, clients really appreciate, for example, when you when you show up with with just paper and have a clear agenda in the meeting, things that they need to to have clarified before they can can move forward. And you know, the notebook can 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 stay there in the bag if you need to to open it and find something, but otherwise it's it's out of sight, and you can really give those attention or full attention to to those clients. So so that could also be one way to to go for it. As for using OneNote, um, I've used OneNote for for several years now, um, probably five years ago and and three years before that, um, and was very happy with it. I I really liked it as a system. Um, You can can share it if you want to it's it's i think what what's really key is the flexibility that it offers so you can create your lists you can create your tables you can put in pictures and you can place them anywhere in the pages that you you prefer Um, i have some some pdfs for example that i used to put in there and it would just uh, you know print the the pdf and, and show it on the page rather than just having a link to a file um, on the other hand, what I got a bit tired of was the requirement to to clean up. Again, this could also be seen as a positive because it will make it more clear for you what you might have completed during the week uh, since your last weekly review, maybe. But you know, ch- checking off a checkbox in OneNote does not make it disappear. So you would have to go back and then then clean them clean them out. Um, so again, if if you like that, then OneNote is is a good system. If you don't, then then maybe that would be a bit a bit tiresome as it as it became for me. What I would uh, note is to be careful uh, about organizing because um, I often, f- at least that's, that's what I often see, is that I find organized people are attracted to OneNote because, again, it has this flexibility that they can really set things up the way that they want. Um, I just saw this on our Facebook forum as well uh, some screenshots with examples from, from people the other day where the organization would be that they would have the project and the next action. Just beside it, um, and obviously that gives them a good overview of, you know, what's the project, what's the next action. But when you want to work, then then certainly a clear list of next actions is what you want to feed your brain, and not having to to rethink all these things, have to run through all projects and next action, look through everything to find what the right thing is to to do. So so be careful how you organize, and of course there is an official uh, OneNote setup guide as well that's available there in the in the in the shops. Um, and lastly, I, I still use it for support material uh, i still use it as our shared digital archive and also for my gtd related archive and especially i think for sure you know for the support material it's really um, beneficial to have have this flexibility for me you know let's say i want to get an overview of all the christmas presents to buy um, often uh, the availability in systems like uh, outlook like to-doist uh, other systems um will be tech- text-based. Um, and, and it's nice in OneNote to be able to create a quick table where I can write who, who needs, uh, you know, who should should I get Christmas presents for, uh, who's responsible if we have this as a shared list, uh, do we have any ideas, what's the status, have we bought it, etc. So it really has that flexibility for me to to work from and getting that overview. So I still use uh, OneNote for sure and I'm very happy with it.
0: It is of course okay to, to split your system in two halves and, you know, have a distraction-free paper-based channel. But it could also, for her, to uh, an an option could be to go for an alternative app on her phone. Um, Like Hmm. Things is a good one. Microsoft To-Do without any, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to, um, the Microsoft To-Do can work as a standalone app for your system on your phone only Um, that could be used for private stuff so you don't have to rewrite any then she will have two um, separate systems but then she will have the uh, a phone is never a distraction-free zone so uh, paper Mm. is a lot less distraction but an alternative could be to to clear your first screen for for um for, for of anything that yells at you turn off all the notification all the Red dots on all the programs you use or the apps you use on the first page, and then just put things there so that when you open your phone, not pulled into. I don't know if you ever had this, um, dear listener, if you ever had opened your phone and and had a clear idea what you wanted to do when, you know, opening the phone and then end up doing something completely different because you got <laughs> distracted. Then you know what I mean? So if you could create a distraction free front page the first page of your phone that you see don't have any, you know, like you can have you have to decide if, for instance, if you want to have lost calls, that's, of course, a, possibility, but, um, and SMSs or whatever you want to have as notifications, but it should be as distraction-free as possible and give you free access to your your dumping place for wherever you dump your, um, um, capture your things into, so. But um, it's not as distraction-free as paper, but again, it's portable and with you and um, um, yeah, that's my two cents for this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So thanks again to uh, both listener questions. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them to us, uh, podcast at podcast.gtdnordic.dk. You have that in the show notes as well. Uh, so please keep those comings, uh, coming and, and we'll pick them up in uh, in future episodes. Mm.
0: And I just wanted to, if I can stop you for two seconds, mm? since and, and because people, uh, um, you mentioned the, the OneNote uh, setup guide, this is official guides from the David Allen Company. They're available at gettingthingsdone.com uh, as downloadable PDFs. And if you're in Norway and Denmark, you go gtdnoreg.dk and uh, productivnoreg.no. We have web shops for downloading these, uh, all the different um, setup guides from the David Allen Company. It costs you uh, a couple of bucks, but uh, it's um, uh, an investment, I guess.
1: And I think it's really, <laughs> I, I've heard from others as well, that really, you know, when, when you're setting this up, it's, it's really well worth it trying to, to, to work off these best practices rather than trying to reinvent it when you start off with GTD. Uh, I've heard that from a lot of Danish GTDers mm-hmm. that they really got a, got a lot of benefit from, from that.
0: Yeah, And all of them have a little repetition of what is GTD and what's the best practices in, yes. in, in, the, in the beginning there. So that helps also. So.
1: Yeah. So to find your way there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can go via gtdnordic.com. You'll find the way to the the Danish, the Norwegian, the Swedish, the Finnish, the uh, Icelandic maybe. I don't know if it's there or soon. (laughs) 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 Coming uh, to gtdnordic.com. And on each of those country websites, you will find links to our Facebook groups. You'll find all the news that we have written about GTD aspects in there. uh, The newsletter, all the courses. uh, and, And as mentioned in previous episodes, really the virtual offerings uh, are all there also and if you're outside the nordics getting is a good place to start to find your local partner Hmm. and as mentioned we really hope that you find this episode valuable if you do it really helps us if you go to itunes rate the podcast there or of course share it with a colleague that you think might uh, benefit from from listening to this episode so thanks for that
0: good thank you everybody for listening and uh, i hope we we'll like um, lars is that we give you some value this episode also and as lars also said please keep the questions coming we love them we love to answer them and we love to reflect upon them so we give you the best answers we can so until next time stay safe and stay productive bye-bye everyone
1: bye-bye Are you still there, man? <laughs> yes,
0: I am. I'm am yeah. muting myself, of course. <laughs> no, I was going to say that um, for for Ingrid. I've seen it is.